Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey I idolized Dominic Hasek. I played goalie because of Dominic Hasek. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome back, everybody, from a little break there with from the NHL All-Star break. This is I'll Hang Up and Listen, brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Buffalo's premier market and tap room with eight different Western York locations and over 300 beers to choose from. Go check out Fatty Beer, especially on Sabres home game nights at their downtown location. Two for one drafts for all Mug Club members. One of Western New York's only dog and friendly, dog and kid friendly bars. And let's not forget about Buffalo Logo Apparel Company. One of my favorite spots to get all of my Buffalo sports apparel needs. Uh, I'm a big hat guy. I mean, it comes to your NHL shield, Buffalo hockey trucker hat, or your Buffalo NFL shield. Keep on wagging the wrong one. Uh, snapback. Uh, a lot of different things to choose from, from your shirts, your hats, your hoodies. At Buffalo Logo Co. on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, at Fatty Beer on Instagram and Twitter as well. Go check them out. Kurt Connor, it's been a minute since we've talked. Face to face. Um, I wasn't able to watch a lot of the game. Um, I was at a work dinner, but I caught most of the third period. So I'm going to kind of lean on you tonight to really kind of lead the way on tonight's uh, post game. But kind of take me through what happened here tonight, Bug, because I look at the final shot count. It seems like Buffalo should have won tonight. Yeah, you could say that. You could say that they dominated most of the game. I would say that the Stars had a lot of good opportunities, especially in the third period. UPL had to come up really, really big towards the end of the game there to give the Sabres a chance to actually tie it up. But from the first period on, uh, even for the majority of the game in terms of special teams, they had way more opportunities on the power play. They had more scoring chances. They had more shots. They The ice was tilted all night long uh, in favor of the Sabres. And they ran into one of the best goalies in the league. Uh, Jake Ottinger hasn't necessarily played like we've known Jake Ottinger to play like this season. He's been hurt a little bit. His numbers aren't where he's been the first two full seasons of his career. But coming off an all-star appearance where he played pretty well, and also I think he's fully healthy now, he was the Jake Ottinger that you would have expected to see uh, for most of this season. He's my fantasy goalie, and he's been a huge disappointment. But tonight he made 47 saves, and they got the win. Uh, I would argue that they needed higher quality chances on him and they needed to take his eyes away a little bit more. He saw, I would say, mostly everything. None of his saves were extremely spectacular, but at the same time, he was in really good position and he's a big goalie and he he made it look easy. So it's uh, it's a give and take, but at the end of the day, you outshoot your opponent by 17, you should win the game. Couldn't agree with you more. That's actually one of the questions I was going to ask you. Like, if you were to give me a heat map of where these chances were coming from, all these, was it more perimeter shooting? Um, you know, was it an easier 47 save performance, 47 save performance? Not that those types of games are easy, but like did Buffalo truly do their best to make it as hard as they possibly could on Jake Ottinger tonight? Or was it kind of like the same old Sabres, a lot of perimeter shots, uh, a lot of shot at like, you know what I mean? Like not n- n- shots with no screens, 
Or, you know, were they getting their chances? Is Ottinger was just playing out of his mind? I would say they had at least 15 chances from the slot in. But a lot of those he was able to see. And a lot of those, there weren't too many second chances. That speaks to his rebound control, which I thought was really good. And it also speaks to the fact that he was in really good position. But at the same time, you need guys deflecting pucks, getting second chance opportunities, grind goals out in the crease, deflect off something in front of the net when you're playing a goalie like this. So I saw some of the quotes after the game, and the players are chalking it up to the fact that he's one of the best goalies in the league, which is very true when he's healthy and playing at his best. But you can't just accept that as fate and move on and just count your cards and say that wasn't your night. You need to do something else to mitigate the fact that you're going up against one of the best goalies in the league. Take his eyes away. The first goal against Lukanen tonight, Eric Johnson had one of the worst shot block attempts I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I saw that replay. That was bad. Turned his back to the shot, went down in a full uh, 360, took Lukanen's eyes away, and Duchesne ripped a shot top uh, top corner. He, He never even saw it. So stuff like that. I mean, Duchesne's a great player, and I think he knew what Eric Johnson was doing, and he capitalized on it. But a lot of the time, I mean, even Darlene, who was visibly frustrated throughout the night because he was getting really, really good chances close in, and he wasn't able to capitalize. In the middle of the play, he put his stick over his head as the play was going the other way. One one off Ottinger and went to the net, and he caught it, and he grok spiked it into the ice. You can tell how badly he wanted this game, and he was the best player on the ice, without question. He had, I think, eight shots on goal, probably three or four good scoring chances, and he just couldn't put it in the net. So it's sometimes you get goalied, but and you could say that if this team is playing really well this year, but this has happened a lot, and it's happened to a, against yep. worse goalies than Jake Attinger. Sam Mottenblow has done this. Caden Primo has done this, just to name a few. Uh, a bunch of backup goalies have done this to the Sabres. So you reach the question of, yeah, we just ran into one of the best goalies in the world, or is this indicative of a team – that can't put the puck in the net and they haven't been able to all year long. Yeah. I, I was wondering if this was one of those cases, as you stated before, this is a situation where we just made Ottinger look really good or did he really earn every, every single bit of combination combination of both. Okay. Then that's what drives me nuts with this hockey team, man. It's just like, you know, why is it that every other team in the national hockey league knows how to, you know, get those scrappy, uh, dirty goals below the dots, you know, always consistently there lines one through four, you're grinding, you have, you know, you're, you're willing to take, you know, take a little bit of punishment to win a hockey game. From what you're telling me, it seems like Buffalo just wasn't willing to take a little punishment to win a hockey game tonight. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been the same old story all season long. Uh, I can name probably the amount of the amount of garbage goals this team has scored this year on both of my uh, on both of my hands. So probably less yeah, than two hands. Yeah, honestly, it's it's been really unfortunate, and they got away with it last year because they so, scored so many pretty goals. And uh, the power play, their actual power play was. Yeah, I mean, it, absolutely. It's probably the honestly like this is probably the best the power plays looked all year. Well, I saw that. I saw that absolute missile from Tage. Unbelievable uh, shot and <laughs> reminiscent of, of him all last season. And they yeah. actually got a lot of really good chances on the power play tonight. But Ottinger's seeing a lot of the shots. Uh, I have That's no idea. I have no idea what Kyle Poso is doing on the first power play unit, let alone the first line. Uh, if they keep him on that line uh, for Saturday – Against the Blues, then they clearly the have no That's other I, What I say, just throw the damn towel. In yeah. R.I.P. Carl Weathers. I, I feel <laughs> so, so bad saying it. And it's it's really unfortunate, but the game has passed. Kylo Posa by. He it, is not it, he is not a capable NHL forward anymore at this stage in his career. And the fact that they – obviously, they have some injuries. Jack Quinn was an absolute revelation. Not a revelation, but he played as well as we expected him to in the month that he was here. But now he's out until the end of the year. So your best option to restructure your forward lineup is putting Kyle Poso on your first line. It's quite frankly embarrassing. 
and it's not going to solve the biggest issue with this team that they've had all year, which is scoring goals. Yeah. An issue we never thought would happen. We thought some regression would happen on the offensive side. It couldn't have been as good as it was last year. They scored in bunches, but they still were consistently one of the better teams on the power play and at five on five last year, but they're just not getting it done. And I have no concept in sight of how they're going to do it uh, for, the, for the next two months. I know, right? It's, uh, uh, it's pretty depressing. We have a little bit of a message from a disgruntled Sabres fan here. Uh, let's play the clip. Like, how? I have so many questions. How many shots did he have today? 40, 48. How many saves? 47. Is that normal? No, not at all. How do we feel? Mad? I am very mad. So what should Buffalo do? Just be better. <laughs> just be better. <laughs> or not play Jake Ottinger? Yeah. Right? Or just not play against Jake Ottinger? Yeah. I mean, that's that's easy. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Love it. I love it. Uh, that's one Solid of my analysis. Uh, Muzz will be my nephew, uh, Greg Day Jr., the third. Uh, GD3, we call him. Uh, huge, huge Sabres fan. Uh, hopefully, he continues to wear that Sabres jersey, uh, unlike the uh, previous probably two generations of hockey fans in Buffalo. And we've had these conversations plenty of times. You know, Sabres hockey has really just been passing these kids by. And they talked about on the radio too, just this no idea what the hell winning hockey looks like at all in Buffalo. And I fear for that generation of Sabre fan right there because it's like they're gonna be like the, the third generation at that like age group that has no fucking clue what a good hockey team looks like, like me and you did for such a long time. Yeah, I can I can barely even remember it. The last time they were in the playoffs, I was a freshman in college. Now I'm yeah. 31 years old and it's my 10th year anniversary of graduating college uh, in three months. So, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, tonight was just another microcosm of a very disappointing season that's going to extend the drought. Uh, I can yep. say almost 99.99% to 13 seasons. They have no answers for, number one, the power play. I mean, they did tonight, but at the same time, that still wasn't enough. And number two, for consistently putting the puck in net, especially at home. I feel like this has happened a lot at home in front of their own fans this season where they outplay a team, but they cannot find a way to put the puck in the net. So comment from Kevin Sabres deserve better night, but again, only two in a row. Like would it, would it tonight been a third, a third, third to win in the row if they got it done? It would have been Kings, Kings, Sharks. And yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Tonight could have been three. First first three game win streak of the season. So we're going to have to do some giveaway with either fatty or above a logo. Some big elaborate giveaway if they finally can figure out a way to win three in a row. Yeah, but, I, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to dangle that piece of cheese in in front of a uh, in front of this fan base. <laughs> <laughs> like a fit, like like a Zach Benson jersey or something. Oh they win three in a row. Another another bright spot. Zach Benson again can play with anybody. He was really really good with Paterka and Cousins tonight, and even Dylan Cousins looked like a man possessed for most of the game. He. uh was creating chances. He looked very fast. He looked as fast as he's he's looked in previous years. He was physical. He was creating turnovers. But his shot, I've I've found a little bit to be desired with some of his shot placements this season. I think it's something to be said. Again, Jake Andre played well. He challenged. He came out, especially in the third period, on a shorthanded chance. Cousins streamed into the zone, and Andre almost kind of looked like Dominic Kashik in the way that he challenged. And he was on his back uh, as the puck eventually went over into the into the corner after a nice save. But um, yeah, it it's it's almost mind boggling how they're losing games, and uh, especially with the expectations, especially with the personnel that they have. So yeah, uh, first game out of the All Star break, a lot of the same old stuff, same old shit as always. Uh, pretty brutally honest comment here from David Godzo. Losers find a way to lose, sadly. Veterans make boneheaded mistakes that cost this team to go five on three twice in the last 10 minutes. It's inexcusable. Um, I did see that they were shorthanded the one time five on three. I didn't realize it was two times five uh, five on three shorthanded. Um, I might I might be wrong on that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. It might have happened twice in the final 10 minutes there. I, yeah. I can't remember. Um, 
One more thing about El Poso. Uh, before the game-winning goal, there was a breakout from the Sabres defensive zone. I'm not sure who the defenseman was, but they're going from right to left. Uh, the defenseman has the puck on the right side of the ice by the benches, passing it up to Skinner, who's streaking into the offensive zone. Oposo, obviously, behind Skinner, trailing him, puts his stick out because he thinks the puck is intended for him. He's not able to retrieve the pass, and even if he was, he would have he would have had no speed entering the offensive zone. It deflects weakly to the uh, Stars defenseman, immediately starts to rush the other way. Yeah. 30 seconds later in the back of the net. Sounds about right. Like I said, I mean, I, I, you know, you say you feel bad about saying it. I don't feel bad about saying it because. No, I mean, those are those. That was play by play. We yeah. were seeing it last year. The game has so much passed him by. And at the end of the day, like, what are we doing here with him? Like, what? I just don't, I don't get it anymore. Like top line minutes, like top line, really? Like, is that what we're going to do the rest of the year, Don Granado? Do you not want your job in Buffalo anymore? Is that what this is? And I, I can I, – I think Skinner's probably still hurt, but I can barely remember any chances from him tonight. Um, and this is a game, too, where you see that many shots. You think, fuck, man, like how many – like because Skinner's like one of the only guys that does drive to the net and get into those dirty areas. And Yeah, he had, two, he had two shots, but he nothing of consequence. Um, I don't even think he was on the ice at the end of the game either. Dylan Cousins, eight shots on goal. Fuck, man. Dylan, uh, eight shots on goal. From uh, from Kevin here, Penguins, Flyers, and Habs all winning, deepening Sabres. I, I, don't think, I don't think we need to play this game. No, no, we don't. No, but that's the thing, too, dude. And that's kind of about the story, too, is you can't even get these loser points in these games. No. You can't even get loser points. If you could at least if, – if some of these one-goal losses that you have this season, if you could have at least gotten, like, one point in half of those games, you're in the hunt. You just are, and we're not. And, I mean, I think second goal was a tiny bit weak from, from UPL. I did not see it, so I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to lean on you. It though. was right after that close to play, shot from the point. He thought he trapped it in between his uh, arm and his blocker, trickled down behind him, and a guy on the back door was able to uh, hit it back into the crease and it deflected off a star's skate and into the into the goal. Mm -hmm. I think you want him to squeeze it, obviously. Uh, but at the end of the day, he, he made himself 29 saves. And especially in the third period, he was really, really good. So I – you cannot put the loss on him. For most of the year, we thought what what was going to do this team in was goaltending, as it has for the past 10 years since Ryan Miller left. But that wasn't the case yet again, and UPL has been one of the better starters in the league uh, for most of the year. So, he's, been, he's, been, he's been solid. you know. Yeah. And, and you, I mean, you can't use that excuse anymore. No. Like, I really don't think you're going to use with either, either him and Levi, honestly. Like, yeah, goaltending, I, and, like, I, I got – I was right there with you, man. Like, Goaltending is not even the top five of issues with this team this year. You cannot say it is. De de defensively, they're just atrocious. Five on five defensively, atrocious. Power play, atrocious. Just soft to play against. I mean, you had Dylan Cousins earlier this season saying we're easy to play against. You like, I, I, I will say this every single fucking night after a loss, even after a win. You need role players. You need guys that are hard to play against. You don't need superstars to make this team a playoff team. You need guys that are going to go out there, do the things that this team doesn't do right now, like we said at the top, top of the show, go in there, get in the dirty areas, you know, fill that heat map in front of the blue paint with, with, with red, whatever the color is they use. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like that's what you need on this team. It's not like we have enough perimeter guys, perimeter shooters. We have enough skill guys. We need guys that are going to go out there, play 15 minutes a night, you know, pop four or five shots on goal, have a have a handful of hits, and throughout the season, they're good for 15 to 20 goals. You don't have that, man. You just don't. You're relying too much on your top six, and you're getting nothing from your bottom six. And role players not just contributing – during while they're on the ice, but what they do will resonate through your entire lineup, and it, it goes with any sport. Every you know, every successful team has those guys. No matter you're playing hockey, football, baseball, you, they all have those guys that 
you know, at the end of the season, you're talking to your top players and you're like, you know, man, we wouldn't have been here for one guys like, and they'll point down the lineup. Those guys really mattered much, you know, down the stretch. Those guys were really pulling their weight. Those guys really making us want to play harder, skate harder. And not even just during games, but in practice too. Like you don't have those players on this team right now. You just don't. And it, that's what sucks, man, because what do you do to get those players who like, do you find them in free agency? No, I don't think so. I think that comes via the trade market. I know Kevin Adams said something along the lines of, you know, we're looking, we're keeping all options open. Well, I hate to say it, man, but I want to keep him. I I would love to keep him, but is this, are we getting to the point where you see Casey Middlestat start to get dangled near the trade deadline, having that RFA status, that's a huge value for teams because he's still, you know, you still control, you still control his rights. Um, he's one of the best. He's a top five, five on five player in the NHL right now. You know, his five on five point production is five on five, I guess, analytics. Like, is that the guy you use to go fill those holes? I don't know. This team would be much worse without Casey Middlestad. I, I don't disagree with you. So I say no, but I mean, you look at these three categories from tonight. Hits 15 to 11 for the Stars. Face-offs 40, 49 to 33 for the Stars. Block shots 23 to 13 for the Stars. Those are all just grit stats. Those are get put, put your stick on the ice, win a battle, do something that's not pretty, not, not trying to toe-drag a guy in the neutral zone. I heard Boone Jenner's on the market. I'm not sure what his contract looks like, but we've mentioned him before. Is I love Boone Jenner. Is the type of guy that this team needs. Plays uh, a heavy he's, game. He has some yeah, skill. Like, yeah. now the, that you say he's not looking up, he's only 30. He's probably entering or in his prime right now. Let's take a look. Boone but, Jenner. I love, I love, the, I only, love the only thing is, and it's got to be something with term because you cannot trade for a rental. No. You can't. And he's not for, having a great year. I mean, he's not. Nobody's having a good year in 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 uh in Columbus this year. But yeah. well, eight points in thirty five games. But he's your he'd slot into your third line center. The guy is a fucking dump truck. Six foot two, two hundred five, two hundred ten pounds. Just, just a manly man. Uh, Ontario native, so he wouldn't be that far from home. Sure, he'd be open to it. This has got to be a better situation than Columbus. Um. Yeah. Yeah, but I would love me some Boone Jenner. So, like, and so you 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 use that player as your example, okay? If you say you're trading Casey, I don't want to trade Casey, but say you're trading Casey, you get yourself a guy like Boone Jenner and a winger to fill in, another winger to fill in on your top in your third or fourth line, a guy who's going to contribute, much like I just spoke, a role player, a guy who's going to play a heavy game, you know defend his teammates, get to the front of the net, like a more skilled version, say, of Eric Robinson, put it that way. Like a guy who with speed, who is going to do all the little things right, but he comes with a little skill and can pop in 50 to 20 goals for you. Are you making that trade? Case the middle tet for those two guys with term. No. Really? I need I need way more production if I'm tracing Casey Middlestat. That's that's just how I feel about it. I think Casey does a lot on this team that isn't necessarily seen. But it's and not it's not correlating to wins. No, I know that, but it's not just going to be one guy. And if you remove Casey Middlestad, especially as he continues to get better, I think you're going to see a situation that Casey Casey goes somewhere else, and it's going to be a Sam Reinhart type situation. I really do. I I think you would absolutely regret trading Casey Middlestad. I think you use your best prospect pipeline in the NHL that you've had for the past five years, and you're going to have five years, Matthew Savoy, you trade him. Like clearly all about that. Yeah. A a teammate, a teammate of his for the past two seasons in junior made the team over him this season and will be on the team for two more years before even he even has a shot to make this team. Obviously Noah Austin looked really good at the world junior championships, but maybe you use that as bait and sell him at his highest because he probably doesn't have a path to this lineup for the next year or two, which is crazy to say, given how bad they are, but terrible. Like it's like, I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody's off. It just, it blows my mind that they've only been found a way to get Yuri Kulik into this lineup once this year. Yeah. Well, 
That's got gotcha. I, 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 and listen, I, I posted about it the other night. I'm just like, like, I get it, man. Maybe his defensive metrics aren't, you know, people like to try and say he's an Olsen. This guy is not Olsen. He's not Olsen. Stop comparing. Yeah, I mean, he's younger and like, he's only going to get better. Yeah, exactly. How many years younger? He's got a lot of room to grow. He's, I think he's a better goal scorer. I think he, I think you get more out of him from different areas of the ice than you do Olsen. Like, I mean, like we saw at the World Juniors, he was going to the net and getting goals that way. Like he wasn't just sitting in one spot and using that shot. Like he was scoring in different in different areas of the ice. Like just give it a chance, man. You need goals. You need goals. Don't give a shit. Yeah. Like your goalie, your goalie is playing good enough to steal you games right now. You need to score goals. Go get bro. Go bring a guy up that'll potentially score goals. I don't care if he's on a cold streak right now in the AHL. Maybe, maybe this, maybe something like this will, you know, fire him up. I think the silver lining here, especially tonight, I think they're going to start to play more free. I think they're going to start to get rid of whatever system that they had for the first half of the year in in most games and actually just try to send it a little bit, knowing that Lukanen is better on high danger chances than he has been in the yeah. past. So they might lose some games and they will lose some games, but – I think there's a chance that it'll be more similar to tonight than it has been for the rest of the, for the rest of the season. That boring style of hockey, chip the puck out of the defensive zone, play with it in the neutral zone, no offensive zone possession. I think we're going to see a little bit more of what we saw tonight, which at least will be entertaining. They're not going to make the playoffs. It's, it's all but said and done at this point, but I think them getting back to their identity of being a fun and creative offensive team will at least make the rest of this year salvageable. Yeah, I agree. Uh, more from David Gadzo. I seriously don't know what we as a fan base did to deserve this kind of treatment year in and year out. I know Darcy, this is this is the one sentence. Darcy said there would be is going to be suffering. I just never expected it to be this long. Like when he said that we would have to suffer, man, just like what David, did you ever imagine that we would be sitting here in 2024 staring 13 years in a row right in the face. No. And I don't think New York Jets fans would have thought the would have thought the same thing. They're yeah. the only other professional sports franchise that has um had as long of a drought and mm-hmm. it's unspeakable and it's something that of course we can do nothing other than yeah, spend our time and energy and and money in your case when you when you live there and in my yeah. case when I, when I come home uh, but at what point? I mean, it already has. You saw the, you saw the, you saw the attendance tonight. I'm gonna watch every game no matter what because I'm loyal. I'm from there. I've, I've, I've nothing better to do. <laughs> Obviously, I'm gonna keep watching. But it's just more so that like, it almost like it feels way more numb than it used to. It's not as, it's not as much emotional frustration. It's not as much like okay, this is gonna ruin my night or this is gonna affect me personally. Even with the Bills, where where they are, uh, obviously they're a very good team. They've made the playoffs for four or five straight seasons, but they're losing in the same round every single year and not getting over that hump. It's a different level of pain, and I'm not sure which one's worse, to be honest. But it's it's incredibly frustrating. And uh, yeah, we all we all thought this could have been the year, and unfortunately, it's not. So hopefully, they actually sign some free agents, maybe make some trades make actual roster decisions, maybe hire a president of hockey operations, a legitimate NHL coaching staff. How about that? I mm-hmm. think a lot of those things would potentially turn this team in the right direction. But as we stand right now, they need to score goals, and they're not doing it. Uh, could I agree with you more from our best friend here, Mauricio. 48 shots on goal, can't score high-danger chances, no finesse. Uh, again, I didn't, I didn't see the game tonight. I just saw the stat line. I saw 10 minutes total. But, yeah. Um, sounds like from what you told me, a lot of perimeter shooting and, uh, not taking advantages of when you do get those chances below the dots, uh, in the, you know, the, uh, in the slot, uh, yawn, yawn, the Sabres make another goalie look like Hashik. Dine should have been benched the entire third period. That stick over his head crap is for prima donnas win something first. Um, I mean, he's frustrated and, and, and so are we, and so is the team. Yeah, I, I, you want him to not be as emotional while the play is still going on. But I don't hate it, to be honest, especially because he was the best player on the ice tonight. So, Dylan Cousins' career, 7% shooter every year. 
14% shooter last season, right back to center. Well, every year wasn't the season before last his rookie year. Nah, well, he had two full seasons before this year, right? Two so or three. Last year is 30 goal year. Yeah. And, and then, then he, the year before that would have been his rookie season, correct? Yeah. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but either way. I, I don't know. Um Tage has been has been and still is hurt. I I agree with that. I post on the first line because Adam just doesn't care. Uh, I, I team uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I like Ocposo, but he is useless. Uh, more from David Godzo. You know what teams do when players are hurt? They acquire talent. They don't get garbage for future considerations, but not this team. Um, did Eric Robinson play tonight? Yeah, he did. But not okay. Yeah, and you know, the one trade acquisition they made midseason, and you're told that, you know, big, big deals don't happen you know, in the middle of the season. And then you see two happen, you know, with Lawless Lindholm and then obviously with Jamie Drysdale. So I don't want to hear that crap. They're there if you if you look hard enough. Um bring Kulik or Rosen up and leave Akposo on the fourth line. I can't disagree with you. Can't disagree with you. Uh half of Tage's goals last year seem to come off of the power off of the power moves to the net, the Mario and Lou type goals. I actually, I had a conversation with a buddy about this too. Like, yeah, you know, he scored a lot on the power play with much like we saw tonight, but Tage pushed the net, the puck a lot more to the net last year compared to this year. Yeah. I mean, that with that reach that you saw right in front of the net in, in the slot where he had, he doesn't always have the time and space that he used to last year. I, and I think that's at least part of it. Um, but yeah, he had a lot of those goals right in front of the net where he used that long reach and his obviously world, world-class hands to get mm-hmm. around the goalie and score. Um, so yeah, that's definitely been an element missing from his game. Donnie dipshit can't even call a timeout, right? What the fuck is he doing? Yeah. I think, I don't think Donnie wanted to take that timeout or actually, cause I think he didn't want to give Dallas the rest. I think he just wanted to get kind of, I don't know if he was trying to fake out the ref make him think that he's taking a timeout, but I was a little confused there myself. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think that made the difference. At, at no, least. no, no, no. But I mean, I get it. You don't want yeah, to. We've, we've talked about many times how we're pretty confused he's with pretty his, terrible at his choice of timeouts. timeouts. So. He's, he's pretty fucking awful. It's as if it's um, Sean McDermott trying to call a challenge. Yeah. If they win three in a row, they'll probably fought up with a six-game losing streak. You know, me possibly. Let's give UPL credit. He was great. He was fantastic from everything Connor sitting here telling me and what I little I saw in the third yeah. period. I mean, the, the third last 10 minutes of the third period, especially really, really good. Yeah. I think he'll probably want the second goal back, but you you can't blame him for the loss. No, definitely, definitely not. Um more from Mauricio. Cousins has regressed a great deal. No finesse, poor shot placement. Time to trade Cousins for a role player. There's zero chance of trading Dylan Cousins. He just signed a seven-year extension, um, which I think will pay up, pay dividends. And I would say largely he's regressed this season, but in the past 10 games, he looks like the Dylan Cousins of old. I would say, I would agree. It just sucks that you have a guy like Jack Quinn come back and help him really kind of, you know, get back on that path. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, be, being the player that we're used to seeing last year and even the year before that. And then right right away within what I think Quinn played 15, 12 to 15 games down again pretty much for the rest of the season. Let's be real. Uh, Kevin Adams during pregame showing no signs of panic. And he says he's upset. And he says he's upset, but I'm not seeing it. UPL should have had that second goal st- stopped but the defense has to tie up and clear the crease. Uh, I saw something about Owen Power not tying up his man. Again, I didn't see the goal. I didn't see the goal, but I, I read something. It might have been Lance or uh, Harrington said that Owen Power left his guy untouched. Yeah, I uh, I don't remember uh, specifically, but yeah, I mean, Steele was in front of the net and the puck got behind him and uh, mm-hmm. they were able to center and it went off a skate. So something something along those lines. Nice to see Montreal passes in the standings. Every lotto ball counts. Hey, anyone see Macklin Celebrini score two goals in the bean pot last night? Oh, he looked fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bean pot. Celebrate um, Celebrini. Yeah, celebrate Celebrini. Yeah, it was 
two five on three penalties in the last five, 10, uh, last 10 minutes, 749 left. UPL was called for tripping. 707 Greenway holding, then Yoki, are you tripping? 1528 Clifton Crouch striking 1711. Yeah, love it, David. Thanks for thanks for keeping us fucking those are good. Those are good. There. I those love are good it. Chats. It's a lot of work from Dave H. No more goalie excuses. How about Adam step him and get this team help? Uh, it might be a little too late. Uh, not saying I don't want it to happen, I just think it's too late. They need bottom six Sabres are a two line team. I'd argue they're a one line team at the moment, yeah, but... right now it's one, yeah. It's not even talent that is lacking for this team to be in the playoffs. It's effort. They don't give the effort for an entire game. It's frustrating that half the team doesn't play hard all game. And that's been the story of this team too, man. It's like, you know, and it's sometimes, and I hate to say it, it is those bottom six guys that lights a fire under the top six when they're not carrying their weight and pushes them. You know what I mean? Like, I think you guys, you this team just has too many players Again, even in the bottom six that are willing to just take a night off. Yeah, I, I'd say so, but I wouldn't necessarily say that tonight. Um, I, Not, really, I, I, yeah, I wasn't there. I, 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 wasn't no, there. I, I really I really thought the entire team played pretty hard. Uh, Dallas is a really good team, and they've, they've been especially good on the road. And they've got a lot of really good players. They have a lot of those players that we talk about that we don't have. The, the Jamie Benn types. Uh, Heiskin is obviously a really good defenseman. Uh, they have they have a lot of really good players, and uh, they have one of the best goalies in the league when he's healthy and at his best, and you saw that tonight. So unfortunate, but I guess you got to try to move on and beat the Blues on uh, on Saturday night at home. Yeah, Poso can't win puck battle, so Skinner doesn't get the puck pass to him. Uh, he just sort of mucks it up. Yeah, I mean, Poso definitely isn't a guy that's gonna you know. Make, you know, make good feeds to the front of the net, you know, kind of where Skinner likes to hang out, uh, you know, looking for that one-time opportunity, sits back door a lot, but uh, gets to the front of net looking for rebounds. Like, I, that's just not Akposo's game. Yeah, you know, yes, Dylan Baker agrees that you do not trade mitts, you trade picks and prospects. Uh, Dallas scores a goal off the foot in the crease. Oh, boy. Oh, the agony. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. That I've removed that from my uh, right. my mental my mental well being. Unfortunately, that's yep. that's a tough one. Signing ground to an extension, another Adams mistake. I don't even know if that was necessarily Adams because didn't Adams sign his extension first? I think. I, I mean, it's it's probably a combination. They will sign essentially the same time. I think yeah, that was Pagula more of a cool thing. Pagula had just had a lot of faith early on with both of those guys and. Let's get these guys locked up and not to worry about it. And then, at least from a from a head coaching head coach head coaching standpoint, I think the uh, the trade deadline should you know help us get a better understanding of what Adams is trying to do. Um, but at least from a coaching standpoint, I would say that's, that that extension was a mistake right now. Yeah, it seems like he's a little bit more of a developmental coach, which he's proven that he's really good at. And less of a NHL caliber uh, bench yeah. boss. So Adam should go back to running the Harbor Center. I don't disagree with you. Uh, you have to you have to move Mitz because he's the only player with trade value that isn't ruined by contract value. Except Tage, respectfully, Matt Savoy isn't getting you an NHL player of value. But Matt Savoy com combines with a first or second round pick potentially would. And yeah, you, I, don't, I don't think that's what. Well, I mean, what are what are Savoy's numbers right now? I mean, what he's, is he's he done doing? really he's done really well in the WHL this season. He's he's basically had the same production he's had more than a point per game player. He's proven that he's more than capable at that level, and he's a legitimate first round. Well, I just didn't. I mean, not that I d disagreed with him going back to juniors. I think you know he fell victim of the fact that there just wasn't enough room on this roster, which is laughable when you look at this roster right now. Um, but right now in, uh, for the Moose Jaw Warriors, I know he was traded so far this season. He has in 39 games played. And I think, I'm not sure if this is including his, uh, world junior, uh, numbers, um, 76 points in 39 games played. I'll do elite prospects to get both. Um, well, I think that's what this is. Oh, it's both. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on elite prospects right now. It looks like that's, that's what they're giving me. 
I mean, I'm seeing. I can't. This site just worked. Um, yeah. Um, so that that's indicative of a, a really good NHL prospect. I just, this is what I'm saying. Like he's one of your best prospects. Noah Oslin's one of your best prospects. Isaac Rosen, who might not even make this team eventually. Who knows? You've got a lot of really high end prospects. You got to something to do with him. Here's a here's a nice comment from Joe Mama, <laughs> original. At least y'all didn't let up a ten piece tonight. Uh, GG. Good going. I'm saying that good going Sabers. I, I I don't know. Good game, like good game Sabers. All right, okay. Good game yeah. Sabers. Uh, Adams, Mister Nice Guy. I don't need Mister Rogers. I need a GM who takes risk, qualified experience. And you know what? I, I you know not to bring up another podcast on this show, but they were talking about him on After the Whistle. Like you need to have you need Adams maybe grow a pair and make a move. Not the same types of move, but be willing to take a risk, kind of like the way Tim Murray was able to wait, willing to take risks. I mean, nobody's saying trade your entire farm system for Evander Kane or Ryan O'Reilly and hope it works out, but, like, yeah. I'm sorry. Trading for Jordan Greenway and Eric Robinson isn't going to get it done, man. It's just not. I mean, I, I really, really like Greenway, and I think he, he has so a – why, but he's not – No, I, I, I know it's not the, the move that's going to move the needle, but I think he has a – a future spot in this lineup. I really do. He's the exact type of player we've talked about that they don't have in spades. He gets to the front of the net. He scores garbage goals. He's one of probably two or three forwards that actually throw a hit out there. So if we're talking about what this team needs, he's exactly that. I'm not saying get rid of Jordan Greenway. I'm just saying but like you need having, more of him. having those be your two moves. No, yeah. You know, like, you need, it's just not going to get it done, man. I mean, and, and along with Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson uh, this offseason, which is just like, yeah, it, it felt stale over the summer, but we at least tried to convince ourselves that it was fortifying the defense. And then you lose Matias Samuelson for the year and you're back to right where you started. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's not good. It's not enough. It's it's never been enough and it's not going to be enough mm-hmm. if he continues to do that. So that's all I got. Yeah, man, I got much left. We're pushing on 45 minutes here, and I'll hang up and listen. Remember, this guy's been brought to you by Fatty. I almost forgot Spencer's name. Uh, Fatty Beer Company. Uh, Fatty Beer Company, Western New York's premier market and tap room. Eight different Western New York locations with over 300 beers to choose from on Sabres game nights at their downtown location at 5 Genesee Street. All Mug, all mug Club members get two-for-one drafts. And all Fetty Beer locations are both kid and dog friendly with live entertainment open from 11.30 a.m. till 10.30 p.m. later um, at all the locations. Make sure you go check them out at Fetty Beer Co. on Instagram and Twitter. Right? Sorry, at Fetty Beer. Just at Fetty Beer on Instagram and Twitter. And let's not forget Buffalo Logo Apparel Company. Buffalo Logo, one of the greatest spots to get all of your locally designed Buffalo sports apparel needs from your shirts and your hats. Make sure you get over to bu- at Buffalo Co on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you pick up either of these snapback trucker hats, the NHL, NHL uh, Buffalo Shield logo, the NFL Buffalo Shield logo, and uh, go check them out. Tell them boys from Two Goalies on Mike sent ya. I should probably just get those ad recordings just recorded ahead of time. Uh, I could probably you know do a better one. But um, one thing I do want to say before we sign off, too, is like I went out to dinner tonight for work. And one thing that was depressing, Connor, um, I, I actually walked into the wrong restaurant. I was on uh, Main Street in Williamsville. Um, we went, I thought we were supposed to be meeting at, I think it's called Creekside. And it turns out we ended up over at Brightsmith, which is right next door, right across from the bridge, like a 30-second walk. And I walked into the first bar, and there's three TVs at the bar. And mind you, this first period should be, you know, nearly over at this point, or at least halfway in. The Sabres game wasn't on a single TV. So I think I had like, man, 10 years ago, you would have had like you you would prop you would have gotten you would have got motherfucked in any bar you were in if a Sabres game was on, if a Sabres, there's a Sabres game on that night and it was on a TV in that bar. Now like I'm there's basketball on one TV, 
like sports highlights on another. And I think honestly, the third TV was showing like Seinfeld rerun or something. Seinfeld rerun or something. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, how depressing is that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's indicative of, of the culture and the numbness that I that I spoke of that we kind of feel with each loss. And I think a lot of businesses, a lot of fans are are feeling the exact same thing. And there and there's no demand for it because people are just they're lost. It's not that they don't care anymore, but they have better things to do until this organization proves they can do absolutely anything at all. So, yeah, that's a, a really good tangible example. Uh, when I was home for for away games, it was it was difficult to find the game at um, mm-hmm. going out uh, to any restaurant in the city of Buffalo, let alone Williamsville. So, yeah, it's it's really really sad. Uh, the Bills have gotten that spirit back, and I think mm-hmm. that's that's great, uh, but it's going to be a lot tougher for the Sabres to do it because of the amount, the sheer amount of games that there are each, each season. So it's going to take a while, but as we've talked about a lot, winning solves everything. And if they, if they start to actually do it, they could win a lot of people back. Fans will come back around. Almost like the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. They're still here. They, they want just Give us a reason. Just give us a reason because uh, you know, I've, if you follow my Twitter feed, you know, I've switched a lot of my passion over to WWE wrestling as of late. And you working at TMZ, you're familiar with a lot of what's going on right now. Familiar, but also like so confused, so confused. And please, please, please do not, <laughs> do not. I heard a lot of it. I heard a lot of it today. We did a segment today, and I am, I'm so burnt out. I have no interest in hearing anything <laughs> about Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. And- all I know is hashtag we want Cody, baby. Yeah, yeah, I know, that. know. I, I know uh, that. The Rock sucks. Um, Don't do it. Don't do it. I, I, don't I'll do it. it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't do it. I don't do it, Rock. No, don't do, do it. it. The favorite. They already zapped me of any amount of of joy <laughs> I have tonight. So I, I'm just no. I'm not. Uh, one last comment here from Brian. Listen, bro, I don't want to see people defending power anymore. Um, I again, I didn't watch the game, so I can't defend or criticize i mean yeah he hasn't had a great second season no no two no two ways to go about that but at the same time are we going to write him off (laughs) i'll sign off if you want to finish the story (laughs) he wants to finish the story no 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 i'll sign off you can finish it if you want i'm I'm not doing this i'm good i'm good i'm gonna i'm gonna hop into bed i got a long day tomorrow for work so you guys uh as always can you smell what the rock is shitty? <laughs> uh, love it, guys. But uh, we're gonna sign off. Sabres lose two to one. Um, fail to win three in a row for the first time this season once again. Uh, when are we back again? Saturday night at home against the St. Louis. Saturday Bulls. night, so we get uh, we get another uh, a little bit of a mini, you know, not vacation. Like, because there was no excuse tonight for them to not show up. I mean, they did, they did show up. On the arrest, they, play, they played as well as they did. UPL yeah. and Paterka were down in Cabo. Uh, Owen Power was in Punta Cana. They were all on vacation. Darlene was up in Toronto. I heard that was a huge party. I'm surprised they played as well as they did tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, Darlene was back the very next day at practice, which I like to see that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll hang up and listen. Remember, guys, we're brought to you by Fatty Beer and Buffalo Logo Co. Uh, we will talk to you on Saturday night, unless we record before then. Uh, hopefully we can. But uh, we will talk to you guys later. You have a fantastic week. Let's go Sabres and hashtag we want Cody.
Connie Thiessen, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have faults. He had the same amount of faults as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.